0: craftsmanship of my sister, Carolyn. Uh, they, you guys used to make some amazing boots, right? And you've got a display out in the front, uh, out in the lobby there, of some of the boots you used to make. And so they've got signatures on some of the boots, some from old Chiefs players, some KU players, some different athletes and that kind of thing that have signed these boots. It's really, really neat. Uh, I understand they were, like, very expensive, too, and all that, So, uh, but they're very beautiful. She got pictures of some of the stuff that she used to do and that kind of thing, so it's really 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 need and and you know we're in this series called pro tips and there are there are so many things that we need to uh, really understand it's not overwhelming and they're pretty actually pretty simple but they're hard to administer a lot of times because the culture that we're we're, we're walking into and living in a lot of times doesn't have these same biblical standards that that we have as christians and and a lot of people are like yeah we know that but but it's really harder to uh, to walk some of these things out uh without actually like reminding ourselves all the time living in the in the spirit being consumed by him all the time and and one of the like a few weeks ago one of the things that pastor pete said which did an amazing job of like helping people understand but it's basically say Pro tip number one is to stay salty, my friends, right? Like we are the salt of the world, we are the light of the world, and we are to approach everything, everywhere we go that way, that we're not supposed to, to, to conform to the culture. In fact, Scripture says that, that we're supposed to be the light uh, to the culture in a dark culture. Amen? That's the way we're supposed to be, right? And so pro tip number two, whatever God says in his word, I believe. And it's not just that I believe, like that is, it's not just like, yep, that's what God said, like I trust it, right? And with that trust, if the world thinks differently, pro tip number three, then I, differently from what God says, then I choose God anyway. Even if the world's going to say, even if the world's going to cancel you, ooh, right? We got some friends of ours that got canceled, right? Who wants to get canceled for Jesus? Y'all with me? Hey man, let's go. Let's go. Cancel me. I mean that's the way it goes. I'm gonna follow him anyway. You know why? Because in a few years it's gonna be okay. Like, like what is popular right now, what is woke right now, in 25 years ain't gonna be popular and woke. It ain't like 25 years ago, whatever was popular and woke then ain't popular and woke now. But God never changes. That's why I choose him anyway. I'm tired of trying to figure out whatever is it is that's going on. Who's with me? Come on, somebody. Pro tip number four we talked about a couple of weeks ago, follow Jesus with your family. Like this is going to take some leadership on all of our parts, which we'll talk about today. Last week we said, get pro tip number five, give yourself up to God. Give him everything, right? This is what Jesus told the rich young ruler. Hey, you, you lack one thing, go sell everything. Now notice, he's, he may or may not be telling you that. He was telling the rich young ruler that particular thing, but nevertheless, no matter where we are, no matter what God is calling us, we are to give everything that we have to God, make sure that he knows that it belongs to him, that we know it belongs to him, and we're just simply managers of the things he trusts us with. Today, we're going to talk about leadership, and pro tip number six, and we'll finish this series with this, in leadership, and this goes against the culture, but be last But that, but Ricky Bobby said if you ain't first you're last, right? <laughs> and we're like be last. It's kind of a weird concept, but but we'll talk through this here and just remember last week we talked about how Jesus gave him like gave children props. He gave value to children. And we said, in fact, we're supposed to be much like that. And he said in, in, in the kingdom of heaven, the first will be last, and the last will be first, right? So when it comes to leadership, which he talks right after that in Mark 10, this concept of being last as a leader is something that is very foreign to a lot of our culture today. You go into the workplace, they say, hey, you got to be out front. I've heard people say junk, like... Leadership is finding out where everyone's going and stepping out in front of them. Bull crap, okay? It's, true. it's not even true. Not even, that's just dumb, right? Leadership does take casting vision. Leadership does take taking the prompting, but ultimately, what we do as leaders in the church and outside of the church as a Christian is we put ourselves last. It's kind of a weird concept. Let me explain that here in a second. Mark 10, right after Jesus was talking about the value of children. Mark 10, starting in verse 32, if you want to turn to your Bibles, we have the notes on the app, um, or you can uh, bring up your Bible app on your phone. Either way, check this out. Verse 32 says, they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. Now, this this isn't a physical last. This is a, he's walking ahead of them. They were astonished, but those who followed him were, what does it say? afraid now there's there's a lot of fear that of following this jesus you're going to get some persecution right that's why a lot of times we've got to help people like overcome as leaders right now i'm not now now some people like well i don't really lead anybody i mean i don't manage anybody at work you know that kind of thing but but let me tell you something you are a leader if you are a living breathing holy spirit filled follower of jesus You are a leader in something, and I'm going to, like, you have to be, because you can lead at home, you can lead in your neighborhood, you can lead when you go to the grocery store, you can lead when absolutely every way you can lead, and you are called to lead. You are to be the light of the world, and that takes leadership, right? Amen? All right. Taking the twelve aside again, he began to tell them the things that would happen to them. Happened to him. Listen, we're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes. He's explaining what's about to happen. And they will condemn him to death. And they will hand him over to the Gentiles. And they will mock him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. And he will rise after three days. Who's the leader here? Is Is it Jesus or his followers? Not a trick question. Jesus, thank you. The answer is always Jesus. Two plus two equals Jesus. Amen, right? Love that. People are like, where's he going with this? Seems pretty obvious, but I think there's a trick question in there. He's done this to us before. Sorry about that. As the leader, Jesus is about to put himself through a lot of things. For them. Right? Verse 35. Then James and John, the, the sons of Zebedee, approached him and said, "Teacher, we want you to do something for us if we ask you. What do you want me to do for you?" He asked them. Then they answered him, "Allow us to sit at your right hand and your left and at your left in your glory." And this is a, this is a, a place of royalty by the king, right? He let us sit right next to you so people can see us, right? But Jesus said to them, "You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup I drank or be baptized with the bapti- baptism I am baptized with? We are able, they, they told him. Sometimes we need to help clarify reality as leaders, right? But Jesus is still going to and, and wash his disciples' feet. He's going to submit himself in love to, to ultimately the Father and sacrifice himself for the ones he is leading. This is totally different than what the world is going to tell you what leadership is, right? Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink. And this is the, this is the persecution that's going to be coming for them. And you will be baptized with the baptized, baptism I am baptized with. Sorry about that. Tongue twister. But to sit at my right or my left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those it has been prepared when the other 10 disciples heard this they began to be indignant with James and John remember Jesus was indignant when everybody tried to push the the kids away from him this word means P.O. right like these guys like here's James and John Jesus has got his other 10 disciples with him James and John are asking for prominence hey could you could you could you promote us and the other 10 became very, very angry. Like, how dare you do this? Like, think about this. Think about this, a group dynamic. So a couple of people are like self-serving, say, hey, I want to get prominence, right? And the rest of the team, the rest of the group is like, dude, you're going to put yourself, you're going to step on our shoulders? Listen to what Jesus has to say. Jesus called them over, all of them. Hey, guys, come here. And said to them, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles... This is the cultural bosses of the day, right? Dominate them. There's this domination aspect of leadership that is even still popular in a lot of the corporate world, in a lot of the books you may read, and a lot of the things. I know it's popular right now to say, hey, servant leadership is where we need to go. If you read a lot of the most recent popular leadership books, a lot of it's like, like servant leadership is the way to go and that kind of thing. You know what? Jesus came up with this a couple thousand years ago. Your culture's just not figuring this out. Amen? This is why I'm like, I got to read the Bible. I got to do what Jesus says because he's been coming up with this for absolutely ever, man. Check this out. And their men of high positions exercise power over them. That's cultural leadership. But it must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. This is just backwards cultural thinking when it comes to leadership. And whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave to all. Wow. That hurts my head. That really does hurt my head. Like... For me to lead my family, for lead to lead my ministry, for lead to meet me to lead my, my business, those who work with me? Aren't I supposed to be the boss? Aren't I supposed to like like yeah, cast vision, but you better do this? Or aren't I supposed to be like that and yet God calls me and he calls you to lead in a, a way that's contrary and backwards and weird to the way the world leads. And I know it's kind of popular right now to talk about servant leadership in the business world and the corporate world, but guess what? In 10, 15 years, that's not going to be popular anymore. But it's still going to be God's standard. Right? It's kind of wild, man. Whoever wants to be, listen, first among you must be slave to all. That's why I'm like, be last. Be last. Learn to be last and learn to be okay with it. I'm going to explain something here in a second. I want to get ahead of myself. But here's what Jesus said. Here's the reason. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. This is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, is the creator of, al- of everything we see. The Alpha and the Omega didn't come to be served. That's. Talk about weird. Every king gets served. But not, not our king. He came to give his life a ransom for man. He put himself last. Guys, this is beautiful when we understand this. And this completely overtakes everything that we tend to think of as, as rational and right and, 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 and true. Naturally. This is a supernatural thing. Here's what has helped me through this, is that, and this, is, and I was even talking to somebody this, this past week of, about, about what it takes to be a leader in, in life, right? I mean, we do a lot of coaching with church planters. We do a lot of coaching with uh, with those who are called into ministry, at, in ch- like at, at New City Church. We do a lot of this. One of the things that we have been able to teach and really lean into with people is like, you don't have to feel the pressure of effectiveness in your leadership. I'm not saying be slack and not, not, not learn how to lead. I'm not saying any of those kind of things. I'm not saying be uh, lackadaisical or, or lazy when it comes to leading people. But what I am saying is you don't have to feel the pressure of somebody following you. If you put yourself last, and you put yourself in a in a, in a, in a, in a, like a servant position to somebody, while you lead them, the results are so much sweeter than if you dictate this over them. Like if you say, you've got to get better at this. I mean, and it could be a spiritual thing. Like you've got to be a better Christian. You've got to go to church more. You've got to do these kind of You've got to start reading your Bible more. You've got to start doing this. But what if you serve these people and they ask you why you did it and you said because I love Jesus and I'm in his word. What happens? Is it, is it better to be elevated because you stepped on people or is it better to be elevated because they raised you on their shoulders? Leadership. See, I'd rather fail at bringing people along than try to make things happen in leadership. I'd rather wait on God and His timing for it to be so beautiful and so pure that whether I'm ever lifted up or not, I don't care. Right? And you'll see this pattern over and over. Humble yourself let god lift you up at the appropriate time it's pretty amazing and it's contrary to what the world says that says go after it baby am i saying to be lazy no am i saying not to go after what god has called you to do? absolutely not what i am saying is like let the holy spirit do his thing let the results be what they, they may amen you are a leader Whether you have a gift of leadership or not, you are called to lead and be the light of the world. The world is a dark place. You're called to bring the light. You're going to have to lead at some point. But at some point, when you bring that light and people reject that light and you take it personally, that's going to affect your leadership and it's going to affect your ministry. It's going to affect your walk. It's going to affect your emotions. But when you let God deal with it and say, hey, God, whatever the results are, I'm going to lead. If nobody follows, that's okay. It's on you takes the pressure off, amen? It's a pretty, it's pretty awesome place to be a leader in because the whole world says, you ain't a leader if no one's following you. and yet Jesus like, if you're serving people, golly, man. And I agree that, 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 you, that you do want to bring people along, but if the results aren't what you thought they would be, let God deal with it. And, and, and man, it's incredible what he does. I've seen it. Like, I was thinking, wow, God, I, I don't feel the pressure now of any more of, of, uh, of, of a, having a radically impactful sermon. I feel, I, honestly, there have been times where I have, like, dude, people are going like, to, like, fall down in the aisles over this one. And I bring it up, man. And, like, nobody responds. Like that. I've learned to be okay with that because that happens a bunch, by the way. <laughs> and that's all right. I'm okay with that. But what I am, have learned to be okay with. Now, I'm not perfect at it, but I've learned to be okay with letting God just affect the people as he will. Because I have what I thought were just absolute bombs in a, in a message. Like, not, not good bombs. Like, I screwed them up totally, right? Got my words twisted, said, I, you know, one time I even accidentally cussed on stage or, it's been a long time, it's only happened one time. It just came out, man. I don't even remember it. I felt like Ron Burgundy getting off the, the you know, and he was after he told San Diego, you know, to, you know, and he was like, Hey, good show. He's like, Hey, Ron, I have to fire you. Like, I have to fire you too. <laughs> I, but you know what's weird is that people came up to me, and even after a, a total screw up like that, and they're like, Man, that was. God really spoke to me, right? Like I could totally mess things up. And I, man, I've just learned to be okay with that. Does that mean I don't try to learn how to communicate better? No, it's not like that. But it's, it's one of those things like I just let the results do what they are and see what God has done. And God has done some amazing things in our church here, amen? It ain't because of me, it's because of him. It ain't because of Pete, right? It ain't because of Daniel. It ain't because of uh, Dustin or Alicia or... Any of the directors, are, it's, not, it's not because of Patrick, right? Who does her, it's not because of Tony G and, and Joe that are up there with D, like, like master's hands DJ type stuff, right? Making everything sound. It ain't because of that, man. It's because of his Holy Spirit. It ain't because of Lisa's beautiful voice or slapping the bass by Keith, man. Or how someone's hitting the sticks. It's like, it's because of him, right? And it's a really beautiful place, to lead, where you don't have to feel the pressure for somebody else's salvation or growth. You present the light, you give the light, you are the light. And if the light shines in their, heart, in their hearts and their mind, man, that's up to God. But that's how we lead, amen? And we just serve. So here's the thing my questions to you guys, final question to leave you with, and I'll pray and get us out of here. Do you lord over? in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family, wherever you go? Or do you lead like Jesus? There's a really good book called Lead Like Jesus by a guy named Ken Blanchard. He used to be very popular in the corporate world in the 80s, actually, with the concept of the one-minute manager. Popular at the time. Now it's like, oh, I remember that. But he became a Christian because of the popularity of that book. Someone came to him and said, you know, that that book's not all that great, right? He said, yeah. He, he's like, yeah, I know. He goes, but it's like, an, it, like, it's sold millions of copies. He goes, I know, I don't know why. And somebody was able to say him, because God made that happen, and he became a Christian. He started explaining, and then he started talking about how to... And it's a book called Lead Like Jesus. It's a great book, man, but it talks about how he did it, right? But are you leading like Jesus in your family? With your friends, with your coworkers, with your neighbors? Or are you leading like the world? Are you lording over, or are you serving? Are you trying to get results, or are you letting the results... Be what god wants. It's a hard like that's that's the hard part about being a Christian because you hear people say you got to step into this and use this tactic and yeah you can learn and yeah you can still work the different crafts and learn things at, the, at your job and at your work and all that kind of stuff, right? No doubt about it. But at the same time are you le- are you making trying to make things happen or are you trying to let god let the results be what they may? And be completely like I'm telling you he can make them better than we could ever make them. Right, he can. He may choose not to, but but if we let him do it, you'll be pretty shocked to what you find out about yourself and about others. Amen. Yeah. Father, we love you. Number one, thank you for leading us in the way that you have led us. This is who a, a, a beautiful and amazing thing. Like if we're going to survive uh, any of this, Lord um, and. And be in your will in any of this. Lord, may we learn to lead in such a way that honors you. Lead in such a way that, 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 is, that is like you. Because you came to earth and you led in such a way. Golly, man. That just blows my mind still. Like I'm studying your leadership and going, this, this is not what I've been reading in books for the last 25, 30 years. This is nothing like that, Lord. It is an absolute, complete reliance on you. And may we step into leadership without fear, absolutely, but may we step into leadership with the assurance that the results fall on you. We don't have the power, we don't have the, we have nothing, Lord, that could change someone's heart and mind, but you do. And if we're the light of the world, Lord, and we lead out like that, May we just do that and understand and rely and take rest in the results that come from you. It is with honor and privilege and, man, with a genuine excitement about leading other people in such a way that just, man, goes against what the world has to say. We love you. We trust you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Love you guys. Awesome.